Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. What powerful words, you know, not to lean on our own understanding, but, you know, in all of our ways, you know, to acknowledge God. And I love that at the end of that prophecy says, and He will direct your paths. Uh, and uh, that's such a big thing, isn't it? You know, uh, how many of you are scared about the future? Right? Uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, the, the, the future. It's more like your future. Uh, uh, one of the biggest things that, that freak a lot of us out is not knowing uh, which paths to go down. I think that's scarier than anything the world can throw at you. Right? Uh, uh, you know, sometimes people can be freaked out. Oh, you know, will the economy be good? Uh, uh, will there be war in this region, etc., etc.? But you know what's even more scary is war in our own lives. Uh, when we are so uncertain, uh, you know, should I go down, you know, route A or route B? You know, should I graduate and use my degree or not use my degree? Oh, it's, it's already affecting some people here, I can see. You know, uh, uh, should I change my job, stay in my job? You know, should I change course? or stay on the course. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just even uh, this word this morning, I believe is really from God because even without talking about it, this ties into actually uh, what I want to share with us today. Amen? Uh, and uh, I want us to, to, to learn that, you uh, know, it is in the discovering of the who, it is in the acknowledging of the who that we discover the what. You know, we all know what's in store, right? What. Uh, 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 should I do? Uh, which even, let's use all the W's, right? Uh, which route should I take? Where should I live? Where should I apply to? Where should I move to? We have all these what's and the where's and the, and, and the when's. Uh, uh, in, even, you know, let's throw in the how, uh, but it's in the who. Amen? You know, the Bible says, again, just like what Roa says, it is when we acknowledge Him the who, amen? And as we lean not on our own understanding, uh, but, but lean on Him, uh, that He, the Bible says, will direct our paths. Amen. Praise God. You know, this ties into my message today. And so if you're taking down notes, you know, uh, why do you write this down? The title for today's message is called Big Purpose, Small Purpose. Big Purpose, Small Purpose. I want to help us discover, you know, what God's big purpose is for us is, and I want us to discover the small purpose, what our role to play in God's big purpose is. Amen? Because God has a big plan. God has an eternal plan. God has a plan that has been working uh, since, the, since creation. God has a plan that has been rolling out even before we were born. How many know that Jesus came even before we drew our first breath? So God's plan, the cross, God's perfect plan has already been working and, and been rolling out uh, for, you know, since eternity and into eternity. And so that's the big purpose of God. I want to help us understand that. But I also want us to discover our small purpose in that big purpose. Uh, what our small role to play uh, in the scheme of eternity. Amen? Praise God. You know, before I go on, would you allow me to pray and commit even the preaching of God's Word into your hands? Amen? Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you and we just want to commit, Lord, uh, everything right now into your hands, Lord. We just ask that you 
would speak to us. Lord, today we don't want to hear from men, we want to hear from you. And so as we read your scripture, as we talk about your word, uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak. You will speak through your word, you will speak through me. And uh, Lord, we pray, let every word, every letter uh, jump out of the pages we're reading it from and give us understanding and leap into our hearts and transform us from the inside out so that we become more like you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Praise God. You know, how many know that God is not against success? You know, God wants all of us to excel. Uh, he just doesn't want us to excel or succeed in the wrong things. Amen? You know, a lot of us, we can spend our entire lifetime chasing after success. Uh, but is that the right success? Is that a God-pleasing success? Is that a success that, that ties into God's big purpose? Or is that a success that will derail you from your small purpose from God? Amen? And so that's what I want us to, to, to unpack today. And so let's go to God's big purpose. You know, if you ever wondered, you know, if you were a weird kid like me, who, you know, ever since I was a young kid, always wondered, God, what is the meaning of life? Uh, you know, that's why I, I found Christ so young, because he knew that this, this kid is so, so weird. Uh, without him, I will be weird for the rest of my life. Uh, and so, you know, um, and the Lord from very early on begin to, uh, you know, show through his word. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 to 40. Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40. We're going to read in a while. This is God's big, purpose. If you ever wonder, you know, what, what, what's the point of life? What am I here on planet earth to do, right? What is God about? Um, Jesus summarizes this. How many are, are so glad that Jesus went through the whole of the Old Testament and summarized it, you know, gave the, the disciples a, a, a cheat sheet, a little life hack there, you know. It, it's, how many of you love uh, would love it if your lecturer did that. Exam's about to come up and then, he, and then the person just summarizes everything you need to study into one or two sentences and go, memorize this and you will pass every exam. This is essentially what Jesus did for us. So let's look to it. Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? Amen. A teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Summarize it for us. Well, it's not here. I, I just, you know. I'm projecting what they probably meant in their hearts. Jesus, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all. Everybody say all. All the law and the prophets. I know all of us here, we have a dream to finish reading the Bible. Please continue in that discipline. Uh, but here, Jesus summarizes, no, uh, the whole of the Old Testament upon all of this, hang the law and the prophets is this, love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, with your all, and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen? And this is God's big purpose. God is saying that, hey, I, I, I created you so that, first of all, you will know me. And you will know me in a loving way. Because it says, love God. It didn't say, be afraid of God. It didn't say, run away from God. But unfortunately, that's what humanity has been doing since the dawn of time. We've been running away and being afraid and, and being suspicious of God. And, and, and when we do that, we, we, it's hard for us to lean on Him. How many know that if you're suspicious of something, you can't lean on it, right? You know, it's like uh, when you were in high school or 
school. Uh, and your friends would, uh, how many of you have fallen for the prank before? Uh, they, they want, as you're about to sit down, your friend pulls the chair away right? Uh, and uh, after a while, when you begin to suspect that this cheeky friend of yours is going to do it again, you know, and he's sitting near you, you know, as you're about to sit down, you're going to be like, well, hold on, I'm not going to lean completely, I'm just going to wait and see. And, and so because across time, we have unfortunately, you know, forgotten that God desires a loving relationship with us. And we have instead replaced that with suspicion. We have replaced that with unfounded fear. Uh, and we replaced that with you no, know, just our uh, own sense of wanting to be in control and running away. And, and that's why uh, uh, we are constantly in a holding pattern, a, a wait and see. Do you understand? You know, instead of just you know, going forward and with confidence and doing what God has asked us to do, we are kind of like in a, if I can borrow this word, in the limbo. You know, kind of floating around, you know, trying to figure out on ourselves what is the next best step. But first of all, Jesus summarizes this. God wants to be in a loving relationship with us. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, God loves you. Loves you. Amen. Amen. And then turn to your other neighbor and say, I hope you love him too. Amen. Because this is the big purpose. You know, why did God create us? He created us so that he can love us. No other reason. He created us so that, we can, so that He can shower His love over us. And, 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 and in return, Jesus says that, then love God. Love Him with your all, with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind. That's the first command. So what do you live for? Live to love God. Amen? So, so, so let me help you to apply this, right? So let's say you have drop A and drop B. And how do you decide whether drop A or drop B is? The, the world that we live in today, you know, we, we decide by, you know, a few Ps, right? We decide by the pay, right? Point, not this, not point, this, bonus points, okay? At least three, three Ps, right? The pay, uh, the popularity of the decision, uh, and whether it's pretty enough, right? Right? Many times you go like, you know, should I, should I go for this job, for example? Well, does it pay good, right? Is it a popular thing, you know, if I tell all my friends I'm doing this, will they look at me and think I'm a weirdo? Or will they go like, wow, I'm so envious of you. I wish I could work there too. Ooh, popular decision. You know, and then many times it's pretty. Oh, this, looks, this will look so good on me. This will look so pretty on my CV. This will look so pretty on my name card. This will look so pretty on my LinkedIn. This will look so pretty, full stop, right? And, and the same thing, right? I know it, it, it sounds cheap, but sometimes we even consider relationships like that. How much is the pay? <laughs> you know, does the guy, you know, can he bring me out for flashy dinners and, and buy me expensive gifts? You know, is this a popular decision? Is this a popular guy? Is this the popular girl? And is it pretty, right? <laughs> uh, but God doesn't want us to, to go like that. God wants us to be, be, be living according to purpose. Yeah. Amen? And so from today onwards, when, you know, how do you know which, which one is it? Don't look at the job and go like, is it popular? Is it pretty? Does it pay good? No. Is it, does it serve God's purpose? Yeah. Amen. Does this help me to love God more or love God less? Simple as that, right? This job, will it help me to love God more or love God less? And not only that, Jesus adds on, right? And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So our purpose, the big purpose of God is for us to be in a loving relationship with Him and to be in a loving relationship with the people around us. How many know that God desires peace on earth? It's not just the beauty contestants. 
right? What, what, what do you want to achieve when you become Miss Universe? Oh, peace on earth. World peace. No, no, no. God's been desiring that, you know, have, you know since forevermore. And, and how many know that world peace comes when we love our neighbor? Amen? It, it, no signing some peace agreement won't guarantee peace. You know, it only happens when every person begins to go like, you know what? My neighbor is, is just as precious to God as me. My neighbor has, has needs just like me. My neighbor has bad days just like me. And so I need to be more compassionate. I need to be more considerate. Yeah, my neighbor. And, and how, how, how did Jesus describe our neighbor? It's everyone around us. Amen? And so when you work, you know, sometimes some of us, we work in the retail line, the customer line. And sometimes, ooh, the customers are tough. And you know, how do you keep loving them? Remember, that's my neighbor. And my neighbor is just like me. There are days where I'm rude, but God still loves me. So even though my neighbor, even though this customer, even though this client, even though my boss, even though my junior, even though my classmate, even though my lecturer, fill in the blank, whichever line you are in, even though they are right now, it feels like they are against me. It feels like they are, you know, being difficult. Hey, they are my neighbor. And I need to love them just as I love myself. Because there are days where I am difficult and I'm still loved by God. So what more? What more? So that's God's big purpose. Amen? And so if you're thinking to yourself, right, you know, how God just bless me, you know, with, I don't know, you know, uh, a money. You know, uh, God just out of the blue, you know, I won the lottery. God, how should I use this? Well, use it in a way that loves God and a way that shows love to the people around you right? You know, that's God's big purpose. Amen. What did Jesus do on the cross for us? Jesus on the cross enabled us to love God again, to love God without, without fear. Amen. Because our sins are now wiped clean by the blood of Jesus. And, and not only love God, but on the, the cross also helps us to love the people around us. Amen? So that is God's big purpose. But how many know that that's just part one of the big purpose? Let's go to another big purpose of God. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? If you're excited for the word of God, can I hear you say amen? Amen. amen? Alright, so Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says this, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's read that again. It was so good. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so this is now Jesus summarizing the New Testament. So, you know, this is really, you know, if you ever wonder, you know, can I finish reading the Bible or at least understanding what the Bible is about in one year, I'm giving to you in, in one morning. You know, so this is the summary of the New Testament. Jesus is saying that now all authority is in me. Now go. Now go make disciples of some people, 
love some people only, share the good news to some. No, no, to all nations, every tongue, tribe, every nation, and, and not only make disciples of them, baptize them. Amen. Baptize them. Get them in. Baptism is, a, is an act of, of in being included into God's family. Get them in. Make disciples of them and get them into the Father. Get them into the Son. Baptize them into the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Which, you know, ties into what he shared earlier on. Love God with your all and love your neighbor as yourself. And surely I am with you in this until the very end. And so, this is, this is part two of God's big purpose. Now, we have Old Testament big purpose, we have New Testament big purpose. Combined, we have God's big, big purpose. And God's big, big purpose is this, that, hey, I, I want mankind to be in a loving relationship with, with God. Amen? And I want mankind to be in loving relationship with each other. But, but this cannot happen by itself. This doesn't happen. We, uh, we don't become good people just by rolling off the bed. Because how many know that we have rolled off the bed and we have bad hair days, right? We have, we have bad breath every day, but no bad hair days and we have bad mood mornings and, 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 and we have Monday blues, you name it, right? Uh, by ourselves, we are helpless, but God in Christ, in Jesus, amen? Jesus, because of what He has done for us, we are able to be patient with people around us. We are able to love. We are able to be generous. We are able to even help the people that maybe the world thinks that doesn't deserve uh, our help. You know, many times, you know, uh, 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 I get asked like, hey, pastor, there's a lot of uh, homelessness uh, uh, in uh, our country. There's a lot of homelessness in, in London. And uh, a lot of people ask like how, and maybe you've asked this yourself if you didn't ask me. You know, I, I want to help because sometimes they do look like they are, you know, in, in so much sorrow and pain. But how do I know that they are genuine? How do I know if, if this is helping or hurting them, pushing them further into, I don't know, whatever addiction that they might be caught in? And because sometimes we, we don't know, we, we just linger, we just end up doing nothing. But because of, the, because of the cross and because of the big purpose of God, the answer is simple, help. But pastor, you know, I could be giving and this person could be using it. Let me ask you this. Does, does, does God give us what we, what we deserve or does God give us what we don't deserve? God gives us what we don't deserve. Right? We deserve H-E-L-L. We deserve all of it. We deserve punishment. We deserve, you know, for every wrong thing we've ever done, you know, to men and to God. We deserve the worst, but God gave us the best. Amen? You know, God gave us Jesus. And so that's what we need to understand. Do I help Will this person misuse? Even if they misuse, what does God give us every day? How many of us here have never, never misused God's grace before? Raise your hand. You know, you can be the pastor of this church from now onwards. Because all of us here, right? God's given us generously 24 hours every day. And, and let's be honest, we, we misuse those times often. God gives us blessing through our, you know, I don't know, allowance and our jobs and Let's be honest, sometimes we misuse those, you know, resources and purchase things for our own selfish needs, right? Do you really need that extra gadget? Yes. <laughs> does, this, does this serve the purpose of God and, and love man? No. He loves me, yeah, but that's not in purpose, but we do it anyway, right? And God blesses us 
anyway. And so let's not be too calculative. Amen? If you're going to calculate, let's calculate with the eyes of God. Amen? God gives generously and God gives lovingly. Amen? And so that is, that is God's big purpose. And this is so important, friends. I don't want us to miss this because otherwise we will go through life and life will lead us to a lot of crossroads. Right? Like I said, even every day we walk along the road and we see people, that's a crossroad there. Maybe not a literal crossroad, but a figurative crossroad, right? What should I do? Option A, B, C, or D, right? And most of the time we just circle whichever option that says none of the above and we keep walking. You know, we circle the option that says pretend we didn't see it and keep walking. You know, we circle the option that says ignore and procrastinate and keep walking. You know, we circle the option that says focus on myself. But God is saying that's not what you're built for. That's not how you should live. Amen? You know, in the crossroads of life, I wrote here, don't let the crowds, the popular opinions of the world, don't let the crowds at the crossroads lead you. But let Christ on the cross be your guide forever. Amen? Otherwise, we'll go through life and there'll be a crossroad called job. And if we don't realize this, we will, we will go to popular opinion. We'll go on Reddit. We'll go on whichever forums that will give us a, a life hack to this interview or to, you know, this and that. And, and we'll just go with what the crowd is saying instead of saying that, you know what? You know, first of all, this, this job is, you know, the pay is good. It's enticing. You know, the office is pretty, you know. And, uh, you know, this, this is like the popular company, the popular brand to work for. Oh, it's so, it feels so you know, like, I just want to say yes, but wait, before I say yes, does this fit into God's purpose? Will this help me love God more or love God less? Amen? And will this help me to love people more or love people less? Right? And then God is saying that, okay, use that as your guide. How would Jesus, what did Jesus, Jesus didn't die on the cross so that we can just entertain ourselves. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that we can just take our time discovering God's purpose. Amen? At the end of the day, Jesus says this, you know, the, 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 the greeting He will give all of us when we see Him face to face. And I hope that He says this to me. Even though there are days where I doubt that He'll say this to me. But we hope that He will say this, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Jesus says that that is the one statement all of us here will receive. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And in that is really wisdom. It means this, that at the end of the day, we will faithfully serve something. You either faithfully serve God or you're faithfully serving the world. You're faithfully serving your job or faithfully serving yourself. And friends, I don't know about your job. Maybe your job is the best company, the most blue chip company right now, the hottest it place to be. But I can guarantee you that your job cannot answer the question of eternity. I don't think when you die, you will see the founder of a company go, well done, my good and faithful employee. So no matter how great your job is, it cannot, it cannot guarantee you heaven. And you might be a great person and in church we have a lot of great people. But again, you might be great, but I don't think you're that great until you can tell yourself after you die, oh, well done. You served me well. <laughs> no, no, let's run around. No, 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 no. And so Jesus is saying this, who you serve will result in your reward. If you serve the world, 
you will get the world's reward. And the world's reward will only last you until your last breath. If you serve yourself, you will reward yourself. But again, you will only reward yourself until you take in your last breath. But if you serve God, your last breath is not a full stop. It's just a comma. And then God is saying that, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen? And so friends, I, I, want, I don't want us to be ignorant because I know some of you are thinking, Pastor, all this, I'm not interested. I'm still young. Let me take my own sweet time to figure out God's big purpose. Or even if I know His big purpose, you know, uh, what about my small purpose in all of this? Because it's too grand a plan. Let the other people do it. Let the, let, let, Pastor, you do it. You're the pastor. You do it. You know, let the evangelists do it. Let the professionals do it. Let the missionaries do it. But God doesn't say that. God is saying that all of us, all of us, you love your neighbor. You love God with your all. This is, this is a call for all of us. The big purpose is for all of us. Amen? And, and, and maybe some of you are thinking, but I'm still young. I can take my own sweet time to figure out. Let me enjoy life right now. Let me enjoy uni. Who says you've got a long life? I'm sorry if I sound negative this morning. I'm saying with a smile. We cannot. Let's, let's be honest. We cannot. Who, who's, who says it? The crowd? Yeah, some people live to the very, you know. The queen is long-lived. Are you the queen? <laughs> I'm not the queen. You know? It's like, I, I, I'm always scaring Pastor Cat. By telling her that says by, by saying that you know my, my, my grandfather passed away when he was seventy eight, and uh, so he didn't live until he was eighty, uh, you know. And uh, I'm turning forty this year, so essentially I have less years potentially less years ahead of me than the years that are behind. And then she goes like, you, "You're just so positive today, aren't you?" <laughs> but I'm just saying that no. But the truth is that we can't. We can't guarantee that, that we're going to live forevermore. We all would love to. I would love to. I would love to see all of you live until your head is full of gray hair and, you know, or for the ladies, never full of gray hair. Uh, and, and, you know, you have, you know, grandchildren and great-grandchildren running around and I get to play with them and go like, you know, I knew your grandfather when he was your age. We would love that. We would love that. But the truth is this, we cannot guarantee that. And so what I'm telling you is this, that don't, you know, the, the, the devil or even our own flesh likes to tell us like we have all the time in the world. But don't. I, I want us to, if you haven't really given your role in God's big purpose much thought or prayer, I want to encourage you to start today. Don't wait anymore. Start today. Amen? You know, we are, I, I, I believe that this is God's big grand plan that, that the good news of God's love is spread to every nation and God is so kind and so, you know, generous to involve us in this plan, in this big purpose. Let me give you this example, this analogy, okay? Let's say, let's say uh, 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 what Jesus did for us on the cross, salvation. Is, is, is this beautiful plane ticket, since all of us have begin to travel again, plane ticket that's been fully paid, right, uh, to our perfect destination, the presence of God. The ticket has been fully paid by Jesus. What today's message is essentially about is this. 
God has given the ticket through His Son. And God's big purpose is to get as many people to that perfect destination called His presence. We now, God is saying that, what role would you play in making this happen? But what we cannot say is that I don't want to get involved to make this happen. And so, understanding your small purpose is, is this, right? If, if the plane ticket, if the journey is paid by God, the destination is God, amen, the coordinates has been plucked in by the Holy Spirit, how many know that, that the airport still needs security? The airport still needs a ground crew. Uh, the, the, the plane journey still needs an onboard crew. There still needs people to cook, to make sure there's food for the journey. And so, using a loose example, let's say, you know, you feel like, you know, what, 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 do, what do pastors do? Pastors are, are kind of like the pilot slash onboard people. And, and we go like, hey, this is the ticket. I want to help you to get there. And I'm going to fly with you to get there. And while on the way of getting there, I want to care for you. I don't walk down the aisle and, and tell you to put down your seatbelts when you need to put down the seatbelts because some turbulence is coming. You know, if you need anything, please press the button or wave and, and it's there. The pastor every week is in front telling you where the emergency exits are. Is everywhere in the front putting on the, the jacket. Have you ever noticed, you know, you know, have you, have you, you know, or suddenly you don't, you know. I always looked at the air stewards or us stewards because I feel like, you know, you're doing your job. Let me at least look at you, <laughs> you know, because I don't want you to be doing like, you know, this and then nobody looking. It's like, you know, and sometimes on Sundays I feel like, hey guys, no, God, God, you know, put on the life jacket of faith, put on life jacket of trust, you know, so that if you get into some, some stuff, no, take it and you can blow. You know, look out for each other, put on seatbelts. And then that's how I feel sometimes that's what like a pastor does. Right? But maybe you go like, but, but I, don't, I don't feel like I'm called to that. Fine. We still need a lot of other ministries. Maybe you'd be like, but pastor, no, I'm, 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 uh, I, feel, I feel, you know, um, like, uh, you know, I, I like to help people in, but in other words, okay, cool, maybe you can do security. You know, and maybe security in the kingdom of God is, is to help people get rid of things that will otherwise hurt them. Otherwise cause an explosion on the journey. And maybe God's given you a real compassion for counselling. You know, so, so th those of you who <laughs> feel you have a gift for counselling, you know, your, your kingdom title is security. <laughs> and you'll be there going like, do you really need that? You know, this, this thing, is that, isn't that too much luggage for you to carry? You know, I don't think your, you, you know, I don't think this luggage can be checked in, right? And then through conversation, you're talking to that, right? Or maybe some of you go like, you know, I, 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 I just love connecting with people. You know, I don't know how to counsel, but, but I can bring people. Great. How many know that the airport needs taxi shuttle services, right? And then there are people that can go like, you know what? I don't know about all this life jacket stuff. I don't know about security, but I know how to get you to the airport. So let me get you to the airport. 
I can fetch you to the airport. I can direct you to the airport. You know, I can plan the fastest route to the airport. But I will get you to the airport. You don't have to worry. As long as I'm in your life, you don't have to worry. You don't know how to find an airport. Wow. Wouldn't all our friends be blessed? The airport called church. Will we find the ticket called Jesus? Wouldn't all of us be blessed if we have a friend like that? who will do all it takes to bring us there. Do you see what I'm trying to do, friends? God's big purpose, what is your small purpose? Using this airport analogy, what is your role at the airport? Amen? Think about that. Talk about that over lunch. You know, type that out in the chat. But I'm running out of time, so let let me move on. (laughs) So God's big purpose. And small purpose is understanding where we fit into God's grand plan. And so today I have I have three points. I have three points for us that will help us figure out our our part in in this, at the airport of faith, if you can put that way, what our role to play there is. And please, before I give give us the three points, let me just quickly say this. Don't say that, oh, you know, this is all fine, you know, serving all that. But you know what? I just just want to have my faith. And I just want to have my nice little no quiet Christian corner. You know, Pastor, you do you, but just let me do me. Let me just have my faith and enjoy it. You know, you know, isn't that isn't that enough? Let me turn you to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. First of all, having faith and 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 no, just just doing my part to please God. Is that good? Yes, so good, so good. If you're thinking of doing that, please do that. If you're not doing that, please do that. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, further elaborates this and says this, I beseech you, therefore. You see, Paul is going like, I, I beseech you, I beg you. Brethren, brothers, sisters, by the mercies of God. Maybe I should preach like that. Guys, I beg you, by the mercies of God, sign up for conference, you know, <laughs> that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your outlandish, your life purpose goal, your bucket list, no, your reasonable. How many of you have gone to a restaurant and expected reasonable service? If you ask for tap water, it's reasonable that they give you tap water. Right? Otherwise, you will have discretion with the discretionary charge. Reasonable to say that table for two, and you will be led to a table for two, not a table for one. Anything less is unreasonable. And Paul here is saying that, hey, if you say that, I just want to have my little faith, my little Christian God, I just want to do me. And, 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 and I, just, I just want to be a living sacrifice and be holy and something like that. And, and Paul is saying that, great, do that. But that's only reasonable. Ouch. <laughs> If this has been your life goal, bubble popped. Reasonable. And, and, and do not be conformed to this world, he continues, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. In other words, Paul is saying that if you want to discover your purpose, start here. Start with this reasonable goal. Amen? But instead, a lot of us, we make this reasonable goal our life purpose. No, no, no. The reasonable goal is to help us with our life purpose. Don't, don't get it conflated, friends. Amen? 
And so, so I just want to put it out that I love you. <laughs> you know, I, I know this might be a tougher message today, but I really believe this from the Lord. But please, friends, let, let's, let's, give, let's give to God reasonable worship. Let's give to God reasonable service. Amen? And so, so hopefully, we're on the same page, I hope. But to help us get further on the same page, three points for you, and I'll close. I promise I won't preach long today. Point number one, to help you figure out your small purpose and God's big purpose. Point number one, common sense. Common sense. Common sense, okay? Let me, let me give you this example very quickly. Do you have a job? Yes. Go to work. How do I, how God's big purpose is for people? How do I play a small role in that big plan for people? Go to work. Now, unpopular opinion. If your job welcomes you, of course now a lot of us are working from home, but if your job welcomes you to come in person, can I as a pastor encourage you to go in person? Because it's not just about you. I know you can get the job done at home, but it's not about you. Do you know what you don't have when you work from home? Neighbors. And then don't, don't, don't lie to me and say, oh, actually, I know my neighbor. You don't. <laughs> some of you don't even know your housemates. And maybe some of us start with our housemates. But some, you know, go. Go, because it's not just about your colleagues. Your neighbor could be the person you meet on the way to work. And maybe God shows you a need and you're there to meet that need by the grace of God because you're supposed to love people, not judge people, not be suspicious of people. Love people as you love yourself. And so a lot of us are kind of like, okay, I'm popular opinion. I know, <laughs> you know, exercise your own judgment, but this is just my suggestion. Use your common sense. If you're a student, <laughs> go to class. Seriously, I know lecture attendance are... Uh, optional and you can sit for your exams even though you go for zero hours of class of course you can of course you can but friends life is so much more than your exams it's common sense if god wanted you to study anywhere else he would have allowed you to study anywhere else but he chose you and gave you entrance into that prestigious university for a purpose. And that purpose is not to enrich yourself. That purpose is to love others as you love yourself. And so when you go, or even if you say, but pastor, don't you know, everything's online now. Cool. Turn on your camera. Be an encouragement to your lecturer. Do you know your lecturer is a soul too? Do you know your lecturer is a neighbor too? My lecturer, neighbor... Yeah, write that down. Revelation for today. Turn on your camera. Be salt. Be light. How do you be light if the camera's turned off? How do you be salt if you're not there for people to taste? Can you taste salt virtually? If you can't, you know, I'm not talking about being salty. Okay, that's, that's negative type of... That's virtual salt. Virtual salt is just being salty all the time. Be mean-spirited. But, but the salt and light that Jesus wants us to, it's in person. Amen? You know, a lot of us go like, you know, oh, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I'm so in love with this. I want to go for missions and should we go for missions? Of course. But, but, but if you're not faithful with what's in front of you, how will God send you overseas? If, if you're trouble in your own neighborhood, God will not send you overseas. <laughs> God doesn't want to export 
problems to another country. God wants to export blessing. Amen? And, and, and if you say that, well, I want to do more, we'll start with whatever's in your hand. Moses asked Pharaoh, how will they know that you sent me? Use what's in your hand. Before the plagues were shown, use what's in your hand. Before the splitting of the Red Sea, use what's in your hand. A lot of us say that God, you know, reach my friend, split the Red Seas of his or her life, move the mountains of his or her life, and God is saying, use what's in your hand. Use that first. Oh, I don't have first. Well, use your life. Just show up. Be a listening ear. Amen. Use your common sense. Or maybe some of us, common sense is this. God's giving you specific gifts. It's common sense. I can't play the guitar. I can't. So if you can play the guitar, hmm, I wonder if God has like a purpose for that. I wonder, I wonder. You know, such an uncommon gift. I wonder if you can sing. Wow, I wonder if there is application more from beyond karaoke for that gift. Hmm, hmm. Common sense, friends. Common sense. Right? Sometimes God blesses you. Some of you go like, oh, I'm not very gifted. Oh, but you're gifted in, I don't know, making money? And, and how, how does that? Common sense. Oh, God's given me the extra. So much more that I've got six months of, of, of salary saved away and I've got you know, 10% stored away in cryptos and, and I'm, 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 I'm doing this. Great, great, wonderful, wonderful. But maybe use your common sense and see that how, how else can this? Can you be a generous giver? so that more airports of faith can be built. Amen? Use your common sense, friends. Right? God, God's, God's placed you. I know some of us here, you know, you, you're wondering, oh, what, what, what should I do? What, what should I do? You know, after I graduate, maybe for some of us, common sense is God's given you a birthright. A birthright? Wow, Pastor, such a big word. Birthright. I like it. I like it. Tell me more about my birthright. Yes. Where you were birthed, you have the right to live. But for some of us, we, we graduate and we go like, God, I, I, I want this job. I want that job. God, I want, I want, I want, I want. And then God is saying, that, well, great, great, great. I'm not against your wants. I'm not against your success. I just don't want you to succeed in the wrong things. But maybe the common sense thing for you. And God, I've been praying and you've not said anything. Could it be that when God doesn't say anything, it's not because He doesn't want to withhold an answer, but because He's already spoken? And maybe for some of us, we just got to hum humble ourselves and go like, I don't like this, but I do have a birthright. A birthright called, I don't know, a country, a birthright called family. That's your birthright. God, give me people that can bless your brother. Another one. <laughs> Your parents are too old for that, so just love this one. Okay? Birthright. Common sense. Right? You have parents. Honor them. You have housemates. Love them. You have a boss. Serve them well. And shine your light. You have difficult people. Love them. Because Jesus says, love your enemies. They're not your enemies yet. They're difficult. You're on your way to becoming enemies. So love them before they become your full-blown enemies. And even when they become full-blown enemies, love them. Because that's common sense in the faith. Point number two, called by the Spirit. Let's get into a bit more Christian territory. Because maybe you'll be like, oh, common sense. Give me more. Give me deeper stuff. Okay, called by the Spirit. Does God call you into a specific small purpose? Yes, He does. 
Amen? And it calls us to do that. Let's turn to some scripture. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 11. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11 says this, There are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, things to do, purposes, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individual as He wills. So does God have gifts? For us, yes. Unique gifts, yes. Congratulations, you're all X-Men. <laughs> A-C-T-S. <laughs> M-E-N, sorry. <laughs> I just have to insert that dad joke, I'm so sorry. Okay, but, but all of us, we have gifts on the Holy Spirit. We all do. Do you know them? So maybe another thing you can do now, right? Don't just wait, but say, God, your word says the Spirit has given all of us here a gift. And each of us a different gift for different things, but for the benefit of all. To work all in all. That means all of us have a unique gift, but it's meant to work collectively like a, like a circuit, like an electronical circuit. Am I saying it right, Sam? Right? There's transistors and, 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 and thingamabobs and, 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 and semiconductors, and, 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 but it all meant to work together. That's why God is saying all of us have different roles to play, but we all come together. Amen? So do you know what the Spirit has called you to do? Go back. Read this. Meditate on this. But can I give you a shortcut because I'm running out of time? If you are unclear, because sometimes you look at this and go like, wow, wow, I would love to have that, but am I worthy? Let me just give you a shortcut because it, it worked for me. Ask God for it. Ask God for it. If you don't know which one, God is saying that this is the menu of how I want to use you. Ask me. If it's not already clear through common sense, because some of it is it's clear, right? Some of, you, some of you, you know through common sense, over time, you know your calling, you know your gifting, you know your anointing, but some of us, we're still clueless. Don't worry, the Spirit wants to help. Ask the Spirit. I remember when I was, you know, uh, young, like I told you, I was a funny, weird boy. I didn't have a lot of friends. So I always ended up kind of like being the last to know about a lot of things. Um, you know, I, I know people will be talking and nobody will talk to me. And then so I'll be like, oh, what are you talking about? And, uh, you know, and, and people will be like, you know, you know and, and high school and primary school is a very cruel place. Uh, a lot of bullying happens and you know, we have an auto call later that you can come up for healing. Uh, but the, the, the truth is this, it can be a very vicious place. Um, and I remember from a young, very young age, like I said, I was messed up. And so God stepped into my life since I was very young. And I read the scripture and go like, God, the discernment of spirits. Discernment of spirits. I don't think that's just discerning of the, 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 the evil spirit of the world. Uh, but it's also the spirit. You know how the, the, we say, you know, the, the spirit in which you do something, the, the, the tone, the attitude. Uh, and I said that, God, sometimes I, you know, when people are sarcastic, I, I don't know. When people are making fun of me, I don't realize it. When people are lying, I, I get, you know, I get bullied. God, can you give me some discernment? Because I'm just so, I'm just so lost. I'm just not the most socially savvy person. 
God, would you give me this sermon? I, I don't know why as I read that, the word this sermon just popped out and I just started asking the Lord, God, grant me this sermon. God, grant me this sermon. God, grant me this sermon. You know? And over time, over time, I started realizing, hmm, I don't know why. You know, that's the very popular guy in class. And, but I don't know why there's a, something within me that is telling me to be careful of that person. And initially, it was like, you know, popularity. Remember the three Ps, right? It's so pretty, it's so popular. It pays so well. And then God said that, no, no, no. Have you been there before, some of us here? Where something feels so right, but something within you prompted you not to? Now, don't get me wrong. The Holy Spirit can use all of these giftings in our lives. But He can also help some of us here major in some of them. And so, I, I, in my own journey of growing my gift of discernment, today, by the grace of God, uh, uh, you know, uh, discernment is one of the giftings. It sounds like I'm, I'm bragging, but I'm not. I'm just saying uh, it's just one of the giftings that God has given me. So when I talk to people, sometimes I can kind of like tell, I can read between the lines. When people text me, I can even read the text and I can know, even though technically the text does not have emotions, but I can read, you know, the intention. Uh, that, that's just, you know, I hope this doesn't make you afraid to text me and to talk to me and go like, he can read minds. No, I can't. I can't read minds, okay? Uh, uh, but God's enabled me to, to read hearts. I know that, that doesn't help. So you are like, ah, even worse. No, no, no. In, in a good way, okay? All these giftings for the benefit, not for the harm, okay? For the benefit, okay? So don't go like, God, give me the prophetic gift so that I can go like, hey girl, I bet I can tell you your number. You know, like, no, 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 okay? This is for the benefit of all, for the kingdom, okay? And so, so I begin to just grow in that gifting and, and today, it's, it's helped me in, in caring for people, in being a pastor and, and etc. So, so does God call us to specific roles? Yes, He does. And specific gifts? Yes, He does. So ask Him, depend on Him. Point number three is this. Point number one, common sense. Point number two, caught by the Spirit. Point number three, because I sp spoke a lot of this last week, I'm going to say it and then I'm going to end. Uh, the, the, uh, our small purpose must be church serving. Church serving. Okay? Last week, if you were here, if you were not here, listen online. Uh, I spoke about how church is God's idea. And so as I'm saying this, I'm not trying to enrich myself or enrich our community. No, this is, this is God's house, right? But the church, and talking about capital B, C, church, church, any church, our giftings, our roles, God, God uses the church. God's plan is that upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, God wants the church to be advancing. God is saying that there are spiritual things at work, but as long as you move in, in unity of the church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If you don't believe me, go to the last book of the Bible, Revelations, and the first few chapters, Jesus comes and He addresses and criticizes the church, not individuals. In other words, Jesus is coming back again and He's coming back again for His church. And so we got to, Serve the church. You know, uh, Peter Wagner, one of the uh, pioneers of church planting, he wrote many books, he says that uh, church planting is the best strategy for evangelism. So if you want to fulfill God's big purpose, it's through the church. Through planting more churches, through establishing more churches, through the church. Amen? And a church doesn't have to be big or in a building or anything. A church just needs to be a community of faith that's living and helping others live for Jesus. So in a way, your homes is a church. 
Home leaders, do you know that in some countries where Christianity is persecuted, the home church is the size of your homes? So, so, so home leaders, you guys are pastors. But let's, let's go on. Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, I'll be expecting a lot of people not wanting to serve in homes anymore. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 16. Uh, let's go. Last scripture. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, hint, hint, and teachers, hint, hint, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. What's another name for the body of Christ? The church. To we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. This is the coming together until we are perfected. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So God wants all of us to become like Christ, right? That's what it means. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness and of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ, from which the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Summary is this, God works through the church. God gives these different giftings, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, all for the church. Paul is saying, don't be immature anymore, but grow up to become like Christ. You know, if you ever tell people to go, you know, if you ever heard people say, you know, uh, I want to change church because uh, uh, it's, 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 it's not very, no very uh, deep teaching, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's in itself is immature talk because if you read here, if you mature, it is for the unity of the body. Maturity never causes disunity. Maturity causes unity. The more mature you are, the more you want to stay together and keep things together. Right? A mature individual doesn't want to fracture. A mature individual wants to unite. And so, so the Word of God is saying to us, hey, serve the church. It is in the church that these gifts operate. And it is in the church that, that Jesus is glorified. And it is in the church that all people are helped to become more like Christ. And so in other words, what's another way for you to discover your small purpose? Serve the local church. Serve the local church. Amen? You know, because some of us here, you may be thinking, I know some of you are thinking, you know, feel free to go and use your imagination for the airport analogy. Uh, uh, but some of you here, maybe it's not so clear-cut. Because you may be thinking, okay, I can imagine that might be what the pastor do. Yeah, imagine that's that. Uh, but, but who's the traffic controller? Who's the guy that sits on the, 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 the watchtower and tell which planes to take off and where. That sounds like a leadership position, but it doesn't sound like, you know, it doesn't sound like a, a pastor's role or something. Maybe, maybe that's a role for, the Bible has this other word called elders. Elders. How many know that if God wants to use you to one day become an elder in the church, a leader in the church, that, that, that leads, not necessarily through pastoral or teaching, but leads through infrastructure and planning and even, even budgeting and, and, and making sure that things can take off. Right? How many know that you don't just walk up to a church and go like, hey, I'm the CFO of uh, this Fortune 500 company. I think it will benefit you if you make me the eldership. No, you serve the church. 
And maybe over time, God grows you because you just love. You, you, you not only believe in what God is doing, but you love it and that you want to stay on and help it happen and help it flourish. And maybe a watchtower role is for you, but that's not an instantaneous promotion. That is maturity over the years. But what's the common factor in all of it? The church. Even if you say, I want to be a missionary, good. You need a church to send you out. You need a church to pray for you. You need a church to support you. You need a church that when you fly back in to refresh you. If Jesus in His ministry, Jesus the Son of God, if you read the Gospels, every Sabbath He was found at the synagogue. Not even the church church yet, but the synagogue. If Jesus needed the synagogue and He attended, He showed up, what more us? Jesus didn't show up and go like, hey, don't you know I'm Jesus? So step aside, Rabbi. No, no, no. He went there and He served. And sometimes they got Him to stand up and read Scripture. Sometimes He just sat and healed people. But He went with a heart to serve. Friends, some of you might be thinking, I don't know, all this talk complicated, I need time to process. Good. Keep coming to church. Surround yourself with people that will help you grow your giftings. Amen? If you have a gift for, for worship, use it for the church. You have a gift for leadership, use it for the church. You have a gift for teaching, use it for the church. But serve the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, the one who Jesus is coming back for. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you uh, for just your word. And uh, God, we just want to pray right now um, that you will help us, Lord, to remember that it's really about you. God, we want to serve you. Lord, we don't want to be successful in life but miss the point of life, which is to love you with our all and to love our neighbors as yourself which is to go into all the nations and baptize them, tell them the good news that the Son of God came to save us and the Son of God has saved us and the Son of God is with us. God, it's all about you. Help us remember that. Point us, Lord. Help us not to procrastinate. But Lord, help us to be motivated today whether it's by common sense or by the calling of the Spirit or maybe for some of us it's about rooting down in a local church and getting involved. Friends, I just want to encourage you. Acts Church, this church, we're not really bothered about attendance. We're bothered about people. So when we say, be part of our community, we're not, we're not trying to grow the attendance. We're wanting to grow you. So that just like how efficient says, we become the fullness into the full stature of Christ. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.